if a self-driving car gets into an accident, whose fault do you think it is? Um, <laughs> you know, like that's a big question. It's yeah, not the I'm car's not sure. fault. Like cars don't like. Is it the? Is it the... So this week, wanted to talk a bit about autonomous vehicles. What what and, does that mean? What is that? Oh, good question. Uh, AKA driverless cars. Mm, mm, yeah, heard about that. So there, there's a couple topics wanted to go over today. One, including that Ford is coming to Austin. So they're investing like a billion dollars in testing some of these vehicles in Austin. So for those of you who live there, that's kind of interesting. We'll see driverless cars zipping around. Yeah, so we saw that a little bit with, you remember back, I don't know when this was a while ago, Google was doing a similar thing. Do you know if this is the same thing? Like are people are, I'm assuming people Probably. have to be in the cars to yeah, be I assume so. ready to jump in at a moment's notice, which seems particularly dangerous. Um, but yeah, they're like analyzing data and checking checkboxes and, you know, they've got their clipboards and their white, white suits on. I I assume it's, it's the same thing in the mobile, mobile lab. Yeah. Right. And so we're going to talk about a few different things today. One of which I think is like the biggest question right now is when are we going to actually see driverless cars, not just for testing and whatnot, but like, when are they actually going to be in market? When are they going to become more commonplace? And I'm particularly invested in this because this is like one of the few pieces of technology that I truly cannot wait for. And we'll get into that and some of like my fantasy with it a little later on. But in the meantime, yeah, there is this question about when are they going to actually be there? There's a lot of differing information I found on this. Some, some projections are as early as commercial launches in like 2021. Uh, and then there's others that are more pessimistic, I guess, that are estimating that it'll be a good decade before this really becomes commonplace before you're going to see, you know, autonomous vehicles to the, to the level where you really don't have to pay attention to, to your driving. Right. And we'll talk about, because obviously there are some models today like Tesla, right? Where it's, it's, they're sort of autonomous, right? They have some functionality, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you can get pretty far with a Tesla today. So depending on the yeah. road and basically as you're, I've, I've been in a car in a Tesla while I was doing this here in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. And when you, when you get onto a certain type of road, the car will actually like light up a little light on the dashboard oh. that tells you like, Hey, this road is suitable for self-driving and you can you can turn on they call it autopilot you can turn on autopilot and it will take over um so basically all the highways are good um a lot of the like not i wouldn't say like highway roads that are like highway like um will be good for a while and then sometimes I, i think once they get like once they get stop signs they're or um traffic lights they kind of like start to break down a little bit i think they decide like well this isn't quite 
quite ready. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little weird, but yeah, you can just, you can, you can get on the highway and you can pop on that, uh, autopilot and it will take you, you know, if you, if you have a commute that is, you know, 80% of your drive is on the highway, then it can get you there. It can like, it can navigate even like off-road and on ramps and, you know, it can take an exit and navigate from one highway to another. Um, it can keep you in the middle of your lane. And it, and what's crazy about it too, is that it actually turns the steering wheel, which seems, I mean, it makes sense. Like everything's hooked <laughs> up, like it needs yeah. to turn the steering wheel, but it's so bizarre to be in this car. And you know, the the owner of the car was sitting in the driver's seat, um, with his hands just to his side and the steering wheel is just turning itself. <laughs> and it's, it's bizarre. That is a little bizarre. It's like those like auto playing pianos. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like, oh, there's like a ghost driving. Uh huh. Ghost car. That's what we should it, call them. Ghost cars. <laughs> it is pretty amazing that that like that we're already that far in a way, right? That that like that's a thing you can actually just sit in your phone, your car rather, and like text or something while those are going on. And it's interesting because I've been reading about all these little nuances and challenges that they're trying to figure out still and so I'm, I'm kind of amazed that they have enough figured out obviously that they're comfortable putting these on the road but like for example one of these little things you may not think about is these cars operate with all of these sensor these sensors right like lidar um infrared sensors things like that and just as you would need to clean your windshield if these sensors get covered up with ice or with dirt or or anything like that then they're going to cease to work and obviously at that point that that they would it would alert you to regain control of your car right so i guess that's the the workaround but they're talking about having thinking about ways to put sort of cleaning systems on you know maybe little nozzles that that are prepared to clean sensors at a moment's notice kind of thing right tiny tiny little baby windshield wipers on all your, on all your cameras. That'd be cute. It's adorable. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I guess, so your main question was, you know, when will we see them? And I think in order to even kind of start to answer that question and think about that question, I think we have to be maybe a little more clear about what it means by, by what we'll see, because by, um, by Tesla standards, if you're talking about, you know, I want it to drive on the highway, we're there, right? We've already, we've achieved it. So, it's not really a question of when it's a question of how, how particular are you going to be? Like, does it need to be able to navigate like a dirt road kind of, uh, I don't know, think of the, like the worst condition road that you've ever seen that has, you know, no lane lines, no actual curbs. And it's not always entirely clear where the road starts and where the grass ends, you know? Uh, and if you, if you think about those and you think about like, the roads in like, you know, a big city is one thing, but if you're in a rural area and you have to get, um, you know, go over somebody's farm or you have to get, you know, like there's not really a real road or there's not, there's no signage. Um, or there's, you know, you're in new England and there's like these like five way intersections that are on Hills that are, you know, kind of crazy turns, right? Like they're, they're meant to be understandable by humans, but not really that clear to a, to a sensor system. Yeah, I mean, I'm personally invested in, I'm like, you know, I live in the city, so I'm... You don't care about those wor- people, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about those country bumpkins. <laughs> no, but I mean, that that it, as soon as I can basically get in my car, go to work without having to stress out about driving 
or traffic in the same way, that will be pretty amazing. I think that will be a pretty big milestone. And ultimately, I don't even want to have to sit in my driver's seat. I want to be like in a swivel chair in the back seat, just spinning around or napping or anything, you know, a hammock, hammock. In, I would in like the a car. hammock in the back seat. I'm going to get a hatchback. Yes. So anyway, I mean that, that, that is ultimately what I, what I want is to be able to kind of take it, you know, to and from work every day without having to spend, you know, my commute's not that bad. I, you know, I really shouldn't complain too much about it. It's, it's a, it ends up being about 30 minutes each way. Um, but I do find driving incredibly stressful and it's, it's very like draining and it's, it's not my favorite part of my day by, by any means. So I'm really excited about that just not being a part of my day anymore and getting that time back. Uh, I mean, some people ride like the bus for that reason, but that has its own inconveniences and whatnot. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I also like the idea of someday being able to, I feel like that would make me more willing to move farther away from the city a bit. Like even, you know, another 10, 15 minutes away, you might be able to afford, you know, whatever, a a nicer house or a bigger yard, that kind of thing. Uh, But the commute may not, may not make that worth it. But again, if you're in an autonomous vehicle, to me, that becomes less of an issue, right? Yeah. I think one of the, um, one of the big things that comes to mind I don't know, based on what you just said there is, is your job the type of job that you can do remotely from a vehicle, right? Hmm. Yeah. And if you are a, I don't know if you're a school teacher and you have to go into a classroom to teach your students. Um, I mean, I guess there's homework, you can grade papers, you can do, you know, like right. you can do some of the, um, that type of work from, you know, remotely, but let me, let me keep thinking here. If you're a bartender, your job is to serve drinks at a bar, right? So uh-huh. you you can't do your job remotely, and there's not enough of a remote part of that job that, it, sure, it might be nice to be sitting in your car, relaxing, getting to work, and um, you know that might be still better, but I think it gets, it gets really good if you can be on your laptop and you can, if you have an hour commute, your first hour of your commute is you're working, and then you work six hours at work and then you do your last hour for an eight hour work day. You do your last hour on the drive home. Yeah. I think that's a toss up. Like I, I see what you're saying. And for some people, I think that would be really nice. I mean, I, I don't know if I would do that most of the time. I feel like I might try to enjoy that commute or like, feel like I'm getting that time back a little bit and I might be more apt to, you know, read a book or even just like listen to music and enjoy the ride a bit. Like, you know, just appreciate what's outside and things like that. Things that are a little bit harder to do when you're driving. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I think I fall, I fall strongly on the side of, I would like to be at work for whatever my commute is less, less time at work and just work in the car and spend, you know, it basically takes your commute to zero time because you're now spending all that time working, working. Yeah. That's why some people really like to work from home full time. Right. It's that's the idea is that, there is no commute. Yeah. Yeah. Which is obviously nice. So yeah, I, I could, I could see that. So um, yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting is last, uh, the other week when South by was happening, this documentary, uh, premiered there actually. And Malcolm Gladwell is involved. I think he's like one of the executive producers. He might even narrate some of it, but it's called autonomy. And 
it's supposed to be pretty like wide wide ranging i guess it covers like a, a number of different topics with uh in regards to autonomous vehicles i just so it, i want yeah. to point out a, a just a recurring this is a recurring bit on our show uh we'll just talk about things that we have not seen yet well i'm just teasing have it. you seen it i i have not i did not have a badge at south by uh-huh is it yeah. is there any way to stream it do you know is there is it available i don't think right now i think it i mean it just premiered so i don't know what their release plan is if it's gonna go to like a streaming site or if it's gonna uh you know if they're gonna actually make like a you know a, a box office release right i'm not sure i will be following up on that though um but i guess it supposedly it was very good and and it 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 kind of hit on a, a swath of different issues with that, including some of the major concerns we've we've talked about, as well as how it's going to uh, change cities and how not only jobs are going to be created and invented, but but new industries, right? So it's going to be it kind of hits at the the scope of how big of a deal it's going to be. It's pretty cool. I think um, I I don't know how accurate this is but i've heard some accounts that say that um self-driving um like freight trucks are going to be the first uh mm. spot that we really start to see them come out because one yeah they spend a ton of time on highways which is where right. like we've seen with autopilot that's where we've um you know got the best technology here so um you can you could have a you could have a 18-wheeler truck right that can do if it spends 95% of its time or 99% of its time on a highway, then we could do that today. Right. But the other cool idea I've seen is that they, uh, I think this might even be the Tesla truck that they have kind of teased Hmm. the idea that a truck could pull up because all these, all these vehicles are electric. Um, you know, none of, none of these autonomous vehicles are gas powered, at least that I've seen. And I'm not sure kind of why that is just because if you're going to make an autonomous vehicle, of course you're going to make an electric vehicle is that the the reasoning like it doesn't really make sense to throw mm. old technology into new technology in that way so um but yeah, if you think maybe. about if you think about these trucks the whole point of them is to get things shipped as quickly as possible you know cuz that cuts down on the cost of shipping and that means that the you know the things that people are buying on Amazon can be cheaper um you know Amazon can make more money with Amazon Prime free shipping get it to you the next day all that stuff and one of the right. technologies they showed off is that the truck could pull up when it starts to run out of, uh, when it runs out of battery, it could pull up to like a charging station, but instead of sitting there to charge up the battery, the battery is actually a modular battery system. They can swap the entire battery out mm. and it can just take off. Right. And then they just start charging that battery for the next time. Um, and the truck has basically zero downtime. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, somebody smart came up with that. Um, so I guess you, I guess you're gonna need like a. It's kind of like the issue with electric cars in general. You need like a network of charging stations and things like this, right? Absolutely. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Tesla's getting there. Like the supercharger network is pretty good if you live in a city, and I think they are kind of scattered around. Um, yeah. If the range is good enough, you can you can kind of do it. But yeah, it gets you get into that kind of scary point of being potentially stranded somewhere um i don't know i've gotten close to that in a gas-powered car too though if you're on a long road trip and you maybe miss a stop and there's not a gas station for another you know some number of miles you uh you can find yourself in a similar position yeah 
Hmm, interesting. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that seems like it is maybe one of the reasons that some people are thinking this is going to take a little longer is just like you need infrastructure, you need government regulation to play out, right? That's a big deal. And it's while a lot of car companies obviously are investing in autonomous vehicles right now, I think they're being a little more careful than some people predicted they were going to be. Um, and part of that is just waiting to see how regulations shake out to see how the technology develops. It's going to be a longer term payoff that obviously like they need to be prepared for, but it's maybe a little longer term than some people were thinking originally. Yeah. I mean, the regulation is definitely going to be one of the things that makes us take a lot longer. I think, um, Tesla would tell you that they're just about ready. Um, and if the, you know, if they're government doesn't allow them to release what they want to release, then um, that may just push things out. But it's easy to it's easy to forget how many people die every day in car accidents. So like the the numbers are kind of outrageous. I looked it up before the show. Yeah. And it's 1.3 million people per year, which ends up being over 3000 people per day dying in car accidents. So, you know, self-driving cars would have to be I think they're already way safer than that. But for whatever reason, we have this weird, I don't know, stigma or like concept in our heads that like, oh, if a if a self-driving car, if somebody dies in that, then it's outrageous. Um, but right. if if a human makes a mistake and people die, well, human are, humans are human and they make mistakes and that could just happen, right? It's not the car's fault. It's the human's fault. But when it's a self-driving car, it's the car's fault. And we have a harder time kind of being okay with... Um, with that happen with with robots murdering us yeah what is that i mean that makes me think of the example of like lie detectors right how like i don't have the exact statistics but i mean they're pretty accurate i, I i've heard they're like you know 90 percent accurate or something like that whereas like a jury is like 60 percent accurate yeah, something like a, like, like that. a little bit above average right and so it's like you you end up uh it's like but for some reason, we don't just like use lie detectors because it's like, oh yeah, but what about the ten percent that are the machine wrong? got it wrong? Like, yeah, yeah, like it's okay for humans to get it wrong. Like yeah, machines have to be infallible to be worth it. Otherwise, they're just like these mi- mindless killing machines that are like rampaging. When it's mm-hmm. like yeah, statistically, it's it's pretty clear that you know autonomous vehicles are gonna be safer or already are right. It's, yeah, you know one thing that crazy. One thing that I just thought of that could that makes me feel really good about autonomous vehicles is that I feel like they could do a better job of deciding when they're not capable of driving. Um, you mm. know, I think if you get a human in a situation and there's, you know, maybe there's snow on the ground or, um, you know, it's getting dark or there's like a sun glare coming off yeah. of the other cars, like there's all these kinds of weird um, situations you can find yourself when you're driving. And I think humans have the tendency to be like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I've I've got this, you know, or like even uh, drunk driving, right? Like, similar thing, right? If you, for some reason, humans feel like are typically can be overconfident, I think, at their ability to complete a task. Um, whereas I think a machine in this instance maybe could be more, a lot more reliable at saying, oh, these are, these conditions are. I can't drive in, right? I can't see the road clear enough or I'm not getting a good enough, you know, my sensors are clogged up or my whatever, you know, like the sun is hitting in the wrong angle. Um, it's not safe to drive. You might save a lot just by the machine giving up and saying, you know, like let's wait 
let's wait a few hours until the sun goes down and then we can we can get a clearer read and be safer yeah that's an interesting point i mean i was thinking about how like it i guess most car accidents happen at dusk yeah uh, or that's the most likely time rather just because yeah your eyes are still adjusting and obviously it may not be your car being like let's wait three hours but you know they'll also probably be able to adjust right they can like adjust the brightness sensitivity on the sensors and they'll be able to work around what we can't right we can put on sunglasses or we can you know if we're if we're tired for example right it's like well you have to drive home so people to your point are just like i'm fine or well what are you gonna do maybe i know it's not Maybe maybe even if you know it's not the safest thing, you're still gonna do it because you're gonna drive home and eat dinner and you know <laughs> to go about your life. Right? Yeah. Well, the and the the self driving car might choose a safer path in those situations, right? Like let's take right. the side roads that you know we only go up to thirty miles an hour at this point because we know the conditions are a little worse. Yeah, that's a good point. It could be interesting. Um, yep. Yeah, there's one other little tidbit I thought was interesting was like. The idea of, you know, say you work downtown in a city, right? And your car maybe takes you to work. And then from there, some people have done analysis that shows it's actually cheaper at that point to have your car either be driving around, even with the costs of gas or, or electricity uh, and, you know, wear and tear and whatnot. Uh, it's still cheaper than like paying for an expensive parking spot downtown. Or I assume one option might be having your car drive home and you know you then you just you flag it to come pick you up whenever it's whenever it's time um obviously that would require a bit of forethought but you know those are those would be ways to save like substantial fees if you're paying for an expensive parking spot downtown i mean those can be hundreds of dollars right depending on the city and not to mention that while your car is driving around it could theoretically be actually making money by giving other people rides other people who don't have self-driving cars could be getting rides from your car while you're at work. Yeah, I don't know why I feel so weird about that. Maybe I would get used to to that idea. So what I like would about Would you do that? <laughs> well, what I like about that idea so much is that I don't want to own a self-driving car. I want mm-hmm. everybody else to own one and I want to just get oh. I just want to use other people's, you know? I see. I mean, I, w- I guess owning one yeah. would be nice, but like I just feel like owning a car is I don't know, it's not it doesn't seem like the best way to spend your money in general to buy like a very expensive top of the line because if it's going to be a self-driving car like you're it's not a cheap car right right so i think i mean i think i heard some calculation that if it can make um if it can make like uh five five deliveries what do you call it five trips if it can take five people to their destinations per day it can pay for its own lease right you know so you can think of it not as an ownership but more of a lease and just say okay well if it's if it's a $400 a month payment, car payment, yeah. um, it only has to make five deliveries per day. And it basically is a zero cost to you, right? You might have some maintenance or whatever, but if it can make, if it can make, if it can be a little bit profitable, it could save its own money and pay for its own repairs. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, you may just be taking cheap Ubers around, right? Like That's what I'm may... saying. Yeah. If you're, if right. you don't have to pay for the driver and yeah. you're just paying for the car, it's going to be pretty cheap. It seems like the price has to come down. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, uh, like riding in a expensive Tesla, like when it's brand new is going to be the cheapest thing. I think, especially if the drivers can set prices, because like I said, they might want to try to pay off their car 
or keep the price high there. But if once this kind of becomes mainstream and, you know, a Toyota Camry can do, you know, full self-driving car stuff, yeah. um, I feel like getting a, getting an Uber in a self-driving Camry, that's an Uber pool that maybe other people get into, like the prices have to come down. Like there's no way the oh, market yeah. isn't going to prioritize a cheaper, cheaper option. So I look that, forward to that. Yeah, that is true. So, I mean, in general, like, are you excited about it or is it just kind of like, whatever you don't really mind driving well so i just bought a house and the house is in a pretty great location and it's about an eight minute drive to work Mm -hmm. and i can take a route that doesn't even really have me wait at any stoplights it's just like stop signs yeah um so it's like a very casual drive and i'm also really close to uh the east side of austin now so um it's not a huge priority to me right now because i'm day to day Um, I don't think I'd be getting that much out of it. Right. But that's entirely personal. And when my commute was more like 25 minutes, uh, that idea would have been a lot more, uh, a lot more attractive. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, there's plenty of people like I have a, my, a coworker who has a Tesla and he's the, the one who, um, I got to ride in while it was self-driving. Um, his commute is like a 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour every day. Wow. So, you know, that's, that's one way. Right. So the other day it was really bad and he said he it was an hour and 10 minutes. So that's like maximum time. Um, and so that's why he got the Tesla is so that he can put it in autopilot and, you know, he's coming from Cedar park. Yeah. And so he is, you know, on the highway for that entire time. And then at the very end it, you know, it gets him on the exit and it says, you know, go ahead and take over now. And he drives the remaining one minute to the office um yeah and so that that works out for him oh but yeah yeah. that's perfect use case i like the idea i think i'm i'm more excited about being able to take an uber that doesn't have a driver because i really don't like talking to the driver dealing with the driver it's kind of weird you're just like sitting in someone else's car and it would still be weird i'm sure but at least at least you wouldn't have to like interact with anyone you just kind of like get in this machine and it takes you where you need to go unless they learn to chit chat with you yeah oh like a voice (laughs) Yeah. voice chat yeah <laughs> really obnoxious chit chat like I, I cannot interpret things you say correctly oh is it's actually the car i thought you were yeah, yeah. exactly the cars <laughs> uh, it's making it's trying to make small talk yeah. it's like really forcing it on you what would a what would a car have a small talk about it's like how was your weather today <laughs> excellent i just got these new windshield wipers yeah yeah well, that's pretty good yeah so i will I am looking to, I'll look into autonomy and see if there's a way to watch that. And that may be worth a bit of follow-up. We but could do a, we could do an episode like a move, a film review. That would be kind of fun. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I guess we kind of, kind of did yeah. that with uh Bandersnatch. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely did. Yeah. In the meantime, and this will suffice. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? I, I thought you were gonna like close it up, it. close it up in a, like a smart way. No, nah. you know, really, just wrap <laughs> wrap it up. Nope. <laughs> Great. I wasn't in the cards. Um, this is. I know this is like uh, you already closed it up, but I'm just gonna throw this in here. If um, if a self driving car gets into an accident, whose fault do you think it is? Um. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a big question. It's yeah, not the I'm car's not sure. fault. Like cars don't like. Is it the yeah. No, I think it's going to be. I think you're going to have to pay for special insurance, mm-hmm. maybe even like 
a license almost from the either the manufacturer or it's going to be covered in your insurance in the case that the manufacturer has an issue they're going to have their own insurance uh to be able to kind of pay out in whatever ways they would need to and this there is was, this is assuming yeah. that you own the car right you're yeah saying, it would so go owner yeah, owner yeah. of the car so what if you're driving in what if you're riding in somebody else's self-driving uber well, I think it's... I guess if you're in that case and the car gets in an accident, you just get out and walk away because you're not really involved. You just tuck and roll. That's so weird. I think uh, I think that, that... My guess is it's probably the owner's uh, issue. Um, but I think the way insurance works is it's whoever's driving, right? Like if you borrow your friend's car and you get into an accident, I think it messes up your insurance, not your friend's who owns the car. Is that correct? Um, well, it's, it kind of depends. Like some, really, like some insurance policies actually cover like guest drivers. Yeah, like that can be a feature of insurance policy. So okay, depending so, on that. So I think if you had a self-driving car, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that would cover. Yeah, that's an option. So like, if your friend didn't have insurance, well, and how yeah, does I, how does the self-driving car prove that it wasn't its fault? Well, they're gonna have cameras everywhere, right? So you just watch the video, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it was clearly his." Well, his that's fault. gonna be yeah. one of the nice things. It's yeah, like that not is not gonna nice. be up for interpretation. Like, yeah. What if it's two self-driving cars and they disagree? They have a robot battle. They get a robot lawyer. <laughs> they need an impartial self-driving lawyer. <laughs> Robo lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I'd, wa- I'd watch this TV show. All right, I think we're done. God, we're so done.